I'm sure you already know it. You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 133, with Heather Havenwood. Today, (laughs) we're going to see if us guys can start to understand women talk and why all women are crazy. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, all of you amazing, abundant leaders out there. I am Wally Carmichael, your host and founder of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community. Now, this episode is posting a little bit late because I had some technical problems with my service provider. No worries, all things are good, but I just had to wait for it to come back up online so that I could post this episode, and I decided to re-record the pre-show since that was the case so that I could explain that to you for those of you who were waiting for it. Thursday morning, this morning, uh, and it didn't come. I apologize for that. That's just the way things go sometimes. And you know what? About 10 years ago, I would have been royally pissed off. I would have been throwing a fit. I would have been blaming everybody. And that's just not who I am anymore. Much of that is because of this abundant mindset that I have and that I've developed over the years. And I want to help you guys develop that as well. So if you want to start developing this abundance mindset, not be so pissed off all the time at the world, start realizing that there's more in the world than you can even imagine you can obtain for you, your family, and anybody else for that matter then I want to invite you to be a member of our Men of Abundance community on Facebook. You can do that by going to menofabundance.com slash members or just click on the members only tab at the top of any one of the pages at menofabundance.com. Sorry, ladies, this is a men only group and I do not allow any groups that are joint accounts on Facebook. Uh, I want to try to keep this as much men centered as possible because quite frankly we have to have our own conversations look we're not doing anything over there we're not watching any porn we're not sharing any of those pictures of women in in scanty clothes and lingerie standing in the kitchen like other men's groups do I just don't get into that and I in fact I strongly discourage it for so many reasons and you know what else when I'm working with other guys and living this life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness, I check out their web pages too. I check out their Facebook pages. I check out their social media. I see the kind of stuff they're talking about. I see what they're posting. And if it's anything that's not conducive with being a true man and a man of abundance, then I have a conversation with them. And we have to make a decision if we're going to continue working together. Quite frankly, that's part of the reason why some men decide that they want to work with me because they want to have a better relationship with their wife and they can't have that relationship. Men, you cannot have a strong relationship with your wife as long as you are out there looking at other women in that way. And you can say, well, it's innocent. I'm telling you, it's not. I'm talking from experience. So for those of you who are brand new to Men of Abundance, I want to welcome you and thank you for being here. And Man, just go thank the person that introduced you to Men of Abundance. Thank them for sending you here, for turning you on to this podcast and the website and possibly the Men of Abundance community. So Men of Abundance, for the most part, is a a three-day-a-week show. Two days, Tuesday and Thursday, are interview-based. And then Friday is Pay It Forward, Aloha Friday, where I basically talk about stuff I was thinking about throughout the week. And I have a pretty good one for tomorrow. Uh, So I'm looking forward to to that. So make sure you subscribe to Men of Abundance on whatever podcast player it is that you're using to listen to Men of Abundance on. Make sure you subscribe so that you get these downloads as soon as they post. And if you have not done so already, I would greatly appreciate it if you take just a few seconds to go over to menofabundance.com, click under any one of the podcast players and where it says iTunes or Android or anything of that nature, and you can go there and leave a rating and review. Tell us what you really think. If you're getting something out of this, we want to hear it, and other guys want to hear it too. And by doing that, it's going to push us up in the rankings so other people can find Men of Abundance. 
All right, so today we're talking to a very interesting guest. And as you know, I don't always have conversations with women, but I do check out some of the women that are referred to me. Just about every woman that I've had a conversation with has been referred to me for one reason or another. Somebody thought that a conversation with these women would resonate with you, the abundant leaders and the abundant men of abundance listeners. And while I don't agree with every single person that is referred to me, that's including men and women, I don't take on everybody because I just don't feel that they're truly conducive with our mission here at Men of Abundance. However, obviously, I felt that Heather would be value added to you. So that's why Heather and I had this conversation. And we talk about everything about from dating to how to understand women, how to talk to women, how to understand woman talk. And why all women are crazy. Hey, those are Heather's words, not mine. But based on her analogy and the way she talks about it, I have to agree. And men, for those of you out there who are divorced and looking to get back in the game, you're definitely going to want to listen to this conversation because that is where Heather shines. She helps men get back in the game. In fact, she wrote the book on it. So let me tell you just a little bit about Heather before I introduce her to you. Heather Ann currently is the author of many books, including Sexy Boss, How the Empowerment of Women Are Changing the Rule Book for Money, Success, and Sex, and The Game of Dating and How to Play It, a rule book for divorced men stepping back into the game. And both of those books, by the way, can be found on Amazon. Heather Ann is now a nationally syndicated radio show host of The Win, where she shares her incredible story of success and loss on the entrepreneur journey and her true happiness in a completely compelling and vulnerable way that audiences relate to and always learn from. She talks about achieving the winner's edge from losing it all and discovering her true passion in owning her own business and serving her clients by helping them achieve their goals. Heather Ann Havenwood is a smart and savvy businesswoman who is now stepping out from behind her curtain to educate, enlighten, and empower all entrepreneurs to grow or start an online business and live a fearless and fulfilling life. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Heather Ann Havenwood. Heather, welcome to Men of Abundance. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Where are you at in the world? Austin, Texas. Wonderful place. I like I like Austin. Um, I've been down to San, lived in San Antonio for a little while, and a couple other places in Texas. But Austin's very unique. Thank you. Yeah, it is really unique. I love it. I've been here since 2009. Uh, it's like a mini Silicon Valley now, right? So all these the Facebooks and the Ubers and they're all they're all here. So um, it's kind of fun. It's like a mini Silicon Valley. Yeah, it Valley. really is. Yeah, I know quite a few guys out there. Ryan Daniel Moran, um, Mike Dillard, a lot of very big entrepreneurs that I follow that I've known throughout the years are there in yes. Austin. Yes, I know them both. Yes, yes, yes. In fact, Ryan Daniel Moran is one of the reasons why I have this podcast because he started, yeah, because he gave me the idea as we were talking before the show to build an audience in order to talk to people and influencers that I want to have a a conversation with. So Mm -hmm. he did an event there in Austin and invited Grant Cardone and a couple of the guys from Shark Tank and several other folks. And he did yes. that because he wanted to have conver- one-on-one conversations with them. And he gave them an audience, plus, of course, paid them. Um, but he got a ton of information from it. Awesome. Yes, I know Ryan. Ryan, he's a great guy. It's a great yeah. event. Really, Absolutely. really cool. So before we get too much into the show, I like to start out the show the same way I start out every single morning, which is with an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today, Heather? Well, what I'm grateful for today, I would honestly say I had a great massage today. <laughs> this is awesome earlier. And uh, my beautiful dog, I just she's a love of my life, and she's still here with me. She's like 13 years old, so very grateful for her being here. Massages are definitely something to be grateful for. My wife yes. and I go every month, at least every month, once a month to go get our massages. Mm, yummy, yummy. Like It's <laughs> the time where you could turn off the phone and... Mm-hmm just be you know which Love is it. funny because the first time we went she forgot to turn down her volume and every time it just kept going bling bling i was like man you're ruining my zen man <laughs> <laughs> it's not cool so before we got started here on the show i talked a little bit about you went through your bio and and basically talked about what you're doing but here on men of abundance we like to get to know the abundance behind the person that we're talking to in the conversation so if you could share a little bit more with us and let's get a little bit personal 
Okay, great. So, you know, I've been in the information marketing space since 2001. Um, I actually got started in the information marketing business because I was actually number one in corporate sales back in the day, 99. And then um, even though I was number one in sales in a big company called Southwestern Bell Wireless, SBC Global, and outside business-to-business sales at the very young age of 25, um, I was number one in the country, and then I got fired. <laughs> so I got fired at the top of my game, so to speak. And I think that's the reason why that's really important is because I think that's a, what happens is entrepreneurs entrepreneurship finds the entrepreneur, right? The entrepreneurship journey actually finds entrepreneurs. I don't think it go finds it, meaning people try to strive to be an entrepreneur. And I think that's kind of the wrong mindset, right? Um, so I was a corporate person that turned entrepreneur, not because I wanted to, but because that's who I am. All right, so I started entrepreneur in 2001, um, built my first online business in 2003 and four. I did my first internet marketing course in 99, believe it or not, University of Texas at Arlington, and then got my master's degree in online marketing in 2010. So I've been doing online marketing for a long time. And so what I do now is um, I just launched a book called Power Guesting, which I help people be guests on shows and really learn how to share their story, not their resume, right? No one is, I don't know, no one wants to hear my resume. It's boring, right? So people want to hear your personal story. Um, my first business in 2005, I went from zero to a million dollars in 12 months, did very well, and then uh, went bankrupt afterward in 2006 and seven. <laughs> so, I, you know, I've been the up and down of journey of entrepreneurship, which is part of the process. You know, ask a ask an NFL player, hey, I wanna, you know, hey, they're gonna go make a millions and millions of dollars every year, but they don't wanna go get hit. Well, then get off the field, right? So, because entrepreneurship is about the creation of business and creation of commerce, but it's also about sometimes getting hit, sometimes being successful, and up and down it goes, right? So what I do now is I live in Austin. I have a um, coaching business, which I really help entrepreneurs move through their own personal processes. They're going mindset, business, marketing, sales, and their sales process. But more importantly, um, I also have a, a coaching business for men where I teach men how to date women, which I started in 2010. Yeah, so I do all kinds of stuff. That's impressive. That is very impressive. Oh, I don't and, want to be impressed. <laughs> I just want to share my story. <laughs> no, but I dig it. I mean, because one of the things that you said that really kind of intrigued me and I'd like to touch on a little bit is you said, and let me see if I get this right. You said that the person doesn't become an entrepreneur. The entrepreneur finds them or the entrepreneurship finds them. Can you yeah, elaborate the, on that? Yeah, the journey finds the entre First of all, entrepreneurship is a journey. It's not a destination. Mm-hmm. There is no destination. There is no end, right? That's it's a It really is a journey. And people forget that. they like, well, I want to be Mark Zuckerberg so that I can, you know, have my company go on Wall Street and make billions, and then I'm done. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, good luck with that, because it's really about the journey of the process. Look at Steve Jobs, right? He got fired. He got kicked out of his own company. He went back. He left. He went back. It's all about the journey of the process of creation. So um, I think it's really important to know that because here I was um, in living in, in someone's house, a friend of mine's house in Marco Island, um, luckily in, in a, an extra bedroom because I didn't have any money, broke, bankrupt in 2007, eight. And I'm sitting there and I was trying to figure out who I was. Like what, you know, I tried to be a waitress. Like I did do well at that. I'm not very good at waitressing, believe it or not. Um, I tried to get small menial jobs. I didn't do well at them. And I really got in a core level who I was as an entrepreneur. And that's really important. Because when you get that's who you really are, then it's not about, oh, this business failed or succeeded. It doesn't matter. It's like it's all about the creation and the building. So you focus on the creation, the building, the creation, the building, not the actual. Uh, you become detached, right, from the actual thing. Right. And that puts you in a completely different mindset. And this is true about many other things in life as well. But we'll stay on that. You, I had heard you say that. The business that you started originally from the beginning is not the business you're in now. Just like Instagram wasn't Instagram when it first got started. And Facebook was something completely different than it is when it first got started than it is today. And we can go on and on and on. There are so many business models that we know today that are just amazing things in our lives. Uh, but they didn't start out that way. It was a journey that came along the way. And I love that you said that because... It's, it's really true in so many other things in life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I completely agree with that. I'm, I'm, the thing is I have to push back on is like I'm not a big Mark Zuckerberg fan at all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Facebook is a very important part of our lives. But the challenge I have with putting him on a pedestal or putting him on a like 
you know, I want to be like him kind of thing, is that it was serendipitous. It was a very lucky time. You know, it was timing. And it was also something that I think that the um, timing for the government, timing for the times, I, I don't, it's not, it can't be replicated, right? So when you're looking for a mentor, when you're looking for someone to say, hey, I want to be like them, or hey, I want to like learn from them, you want to learn from someone who's failed and succeeded and failed and succeeded and failed and succeeded. I mean, Steve Jobs to me is someone who's amazing. Even Donald Trump, believe, you know, take away the politics, right? Mm -hmm. Because he's failed. He's failed. That is truly an entrepreneur. And he mm -hmm. kept getting back up. You know, it's in the failure that you learn. I mean, talk to an NFL player and say, I want to talk to an NFL player that's number one and never been hit. Good luck with that. You're not going to find it. Mm -hmm. Right. So you, you're going to have to be willing to fail. And one of my dearest mentors is Joe Sugarman. And he says all the time, the only reason I'm successful is because I've failed more than I've succeeded. Right? Yeah, that's a very good point. And I literally just before we got on, uh, I was watching yet another video from um, – with uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, and he said, "Yeah, he said I fail constantly." And, and you're absolutely right. I don't know Mark's background before Facebook. I never really looked into it, but I'm assuming that based on everything, kind of went good for him up to that point, and then it just went great. And yeah, exactly. He was in Harvard. He did what mm -hmm. you know. He he was in Harvard, which, by the way, getting Harvard itself was a success, right? In life, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So that alone is is challenging. So I uh, went to Harvard, and then like did this did this kind of thing with Facebook. It was more about to have people select what they liked and didn't like about people, kind of like a um a, a yearbook, right? Mm -hmm. This was called Facebook. A yearbook, yeah, and right. it was it was actually some, in some way to make fun of people like <laughs> who they liked and didn't like, kind of a Match.com thing. Mm -hmm. That's how it all started. So, um, yeah, and then it went really great. And then we have facial recognition, and you can post where you're at, and everyone knows where you're at in the world, right? So yeah. um, it's just timing. So going not not going against him, but someone like um, that that you can replicate and be mentored, um, I would say make sure you're looking at someone that's failed and succeeded as well, both. Yeah, very good point. And I'll take it just one step further. And sure. one thing that I say quite a bit is that if you're going to follow somebody like that, you need to pay attention to where they started and not pay so much attention to where they're at today because you're going to quickly get discouraged, especially if they're not being a personal mentor to you. If you're just trying to follow what they're doing, don't follow what they're doing today because you got to understand, for instance, I mean, some of the guys I can mention so many, Dave Thomas, for instance, of Wendy's started out, you know, working in the restaurant industry, not owning restaurants and so on and so forth. And and uh, Gary Vaynerchuk started out selling trinkets and stuff that he found at yard sales on on eBay, you know, before he started VaynerMedia. So I think that's real important to pay attention to as well. Yes. And and um, there's women out there you can follow, not just men. <laughs> You're so there's yes 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 so yeah i agree i agree yeah. with that awesome. yeah, thank you very much for pointing that out you're, you're welcome. Is, i'm used to talking about men so thanks for the correction i truly appreciate that now i'll make sure i have more for my follow-on scenarios <laughs> so no you worries. mentioned a few things you mentioned and i knew this about you that you had filed bankruptcy before and yeah. you mentioned that you was living in a friend's you know living room or spare bedroom uh, yeah. So you've had those kick-in-the-gut moments. I'd like for you to take one of those kick-in-the-gut moments and share that with us and really make it feel that. And I do this because I want our listeners to understand that those that get kicked in the gut hard, taken to their knees, they don't stay there. It's who they are that brings them back up. Well, sure. I mean, <clears throat> you know, um, it was definitely a kick-in-the-gut moment. I think it's be a little more than that. And then I have to add... And I know this is a men of abundance, so I want to, you know, be cognizant of that. But there is a, something different for a woman to get kicked in the gut than a man, and I don't, I don't mean that in a negative way. But there is a status, and there's a, there's a conversation in America. I'm not going to say the planet, just you know, general America, that women don't. Well, it's okay if they, if they fall, they can always lean on a man. Okay. There's always like that assumption. In fact, when mm -hmm. I was literally in the middle of my bankruptcy and I was traveling to a seminar or something, like I was traveling somewhere for something and, um, and someone paid for the ticket, I think. But anyway, so, um, I was traveling and I was telling the story to this guy next to me, total stranger. Okay. He means well, I'm sure if he's listening, I do not remember your name. And he tapped me on the knee, like in a cute little way. He's like, don't worry, honey, you're a man, you can get married. You know, you're a woman, you can get married. You should just get married. 
that men don't deal with that. Mm-hmm. If men are, if men fall or get kicked in the gut, they don't deal with that. They just don't. They don't get like, oh, it's okay, honey. You're you're a good looking guy. You can just go find a hot woman and <laughs> she'll take care of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that would be strange. Now mm-hmm. I hear guys all the time and go, that would be awesome. Blah blah blah. Okay, fine. So I get that. So there's a different element to that. So I didn't have a backup plan. I didn't have a daddy warbucks. I didn't have a, you know an uncle that was rich. Supposedly I have do have an uncle that's rich, but like he's not in my life. Uh, supposedly he actually is out there. Um and I didn't have a I didn't have a husband. You know, it was just me and my dog. So um, I didn't have any kind of plan. And that was challenging. So here I am. It's like 2005. I just built a business from zero to a million dollars. That business is still viable to this day. Um, and I came home one day from, from an event. And my business partner had changed the merchant accounts, taken down the bank, um, cleaned up the bank accounts, taken down the sites, you know, like all that. Cleaned everything out. And my house was in um, bankruptcy, or foreclosure, sorry, within 60 days. And I was in bankruptcy by the end of the year to, to process. So um, I was out of my house by the end of the next year. So it, it, it really it hit me in the gut on many levels. One is because I think I'm smart. Like, I'm smart. Mm-hmm. I went to college. I've been, I'm, I'm a smart girl. You look at me and talk to me. You're like, oh, she's smart. Right? That would never happen to her. And I really had it that that would never happen to me. Like that, that would never happen to me, right? So there's a lot of ego that's involved there. Um, and it did bring me to my knees because it brought me to my knees of like, who I, am I a failure? And a friend of mine who uh, I went to go visit a couple weeks into that or a couple months into that, he said to me, Heather, you need to give yourself full permission to fail. And I was, I, I think I was in tears. I was like, oh, what are you talking about? You know, I'm already a failure. And he's like, in the moment you give yourself full permission to fail, it's in that moment you give yourself full permission to succeed. And I really want people to hear this, men and women, no matter what, is that today with Facebook and Instagram and when you go on there and everything looks perfect, everything looks wonderful and amazing we're all having beautiful lives with a gorgeous children and perfect husbands and wives okay and I want you to get that the people that understand that a lot of that's fake and that what happens behind the scenes and the reality right and getting that reality is not failure reality is reality and it's allowing yourself to be in that reality that you can succeed does that make sense? It absolutely makes sense. Yes. Okay. So that's my gut moment. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. What was the enough enough? Enough is enough. How did you end up pulling yourself up out of that? So it took a while. It took a couple of years. I lived on people's couches. I lived in my car. I, you know, just kind of, um, luckily I had some really amazing friends that let me use their uh, second bedroom and <laughs> gave me a safe space for a while. And I, that was it was in Marco Island. It was in Marco Island. I was sitting there on the beach. Um, not a bad place to hang out, by the way. And I really was confused on who I was. I thought, wow, what am I doing? This is stupid building businesses. I should just like become a corporate. I, I even tried. I tried to be a pharmaceutical sales rep. I applied. I, you know, all kinds of stuff I tried to do. From a waitress. I got fired from waitressing after like a week. <laughs> I was like, who am I? I thought I was smart. What is this? And it took a while. It took a while, but I really got who I was an entrepreneur. And I said that before, but it's it's such an authentic moment. I was sitting on the beach, and I got it. Like, I got it at a core level. Now, here I am on the beach, broke, and I have no business. So who I am as an entrepreneur, that doesn't make any sense to people. Well, here's where it makes sense. Okay, who I am as an entrepreneur. Okay, got it, at a core level. So if I'm an entrepreneur, what do entrepreneurs do? Well, the first thing is I'm not a tree. I can move. I can surround myself with other entrepreneurs. Oh, I can do that. Right? So I moved to Austin. That was the first move. Second move is I'm going to surround myself with other entrepreneurs. I got, in, in, got involved in an internet marketing party here kind of thing. I started surrounding myself with a conversation with other entrepreneurs. In the moment, then all of a sudden I met somebody who's like, hey, I'm going to help you start this business. And boom, I started an, an online dating business. Right? I was like, okay, great. So that's kind of how it happened. It's because I started to say to myself, well, who, if this is who I am, Right at a core level, what do entrepreneurs do? Well, we build stuff, we create businesses, we do what we need to do. We're resourceful, and we're not a tree we can move, which is my favorite, by the way. I love it. Yeah, it's my favorite because at the time, this is two thousand seven eight, and if you know what was going on in the United States at the time, you know between Nevada and Florida, 
it was a really bad time financially what was going on right mm-hmm. so i mean i was i was living in an area sounds gorgeous but i was also living in an area where starbucks were closing you know it's bad when starbucks are closing you know <laughs> it's yeah. like mcdonald's closing you're like this is not good so there was no jobs uh, and so that's where i said okay well i'm not a tree i can move um let me go where there is people thriving and building stuff and growing. That's why I like Austin because it's young. It's a young city. It's also very entrepreneurial driven. So me walking around going, hi, I'm an entrepreneur is not weird here. In some places it's weird. Like if you walk around in Podunk, Ohio and you say entrepreneur, some people might think you're odd. In Austin, you're like normal. Right. So I really wanted that experience to be able to walk around because in Marco Island, the average age was 85. <laughs> so if you weren't retired, you were weird in Marco mm. Island. So so if that makes sense, that's that was the aha moment for me is like getting who I am at a core level. So even now I'm going through some personal stuff and and whatnot. I mean, we're always going through stuff. I have to really get who I am as a, on a core level. I'm a businesswoman and an entrepreneur at a core level at a core level. That's who I am. Yeah, absolutely. And it, once you get that bug and once you make that realization, it just gets a hold of you in every which yeah. way for sure. It's, and we are weird people, and I like being weird. So, uh-huh. um, you know, <laughs> you help men after divorce get back in the game. Yeah. And we have some listeners that definitely fall into that category. I would love to hear a little bit more about that and how how do you do that? How does that look? So, you know, divorces that can be an ugly thing. So I want to, you know, acknowledge that on both sides of the fence, by the way. And um, I came from a divorce family. My parents were divorced. They went through a three-year jury divorce trial in Harris County, which is in Houston. Pretty ugly. No one won. The lawyer's dead, right? So um, I lived in a world from the age of seven, eight called, well, the divorce decree doesn't say that. <laughs> You know, I literally lived this in this divorce decree. And back in 2009, when I started this business, I realized that um, I can really help people. I can really help men understand how women think. Not that we're better or right, by the way. It's just understanding the other side of the fence. And when you can understand the other side of the fence, it helps you, right? It's like understanding your child. You're like yelling at a three-year-old, what do you want? It's just crying and you realize it it needs to change a diaper. You're like, oh, I can do that. Boom, all of a sudden, happy child, right? So when you can understand the other side, even though the language is different, because talk, people talk about that, like, I don't understand what she's saying, right? I, you can really make a difference. So even if you're divorced and you're dealing with the ex still, or if you're looking at getting back in the game, um, realize that the other side, you know, females, I guess, have a different language and they come from a different view. And just because now you're back in the game at age 45 versus 25, women haven't changed that much, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I help them understand that. The other thing I do is I help them find and attract women with high confidence, not just big boobs. (laughs) So, and the reason I say that is because a lot of women, especially in their, when they're older, when they're in 40s and 50s, they're saying, hey, I have more to lose this time. When I was 21, I didn't care, right? Now I have cars and I have assets and I have 401ks and stuff and I have like a house, right? I don't want to marry or date a gold digger. How do I don't do that? Right? So they, they have more to protect. And so there's more fear in the relationship coming into the relationship. So the, what I do is I help them see confidence in a woman versus just looks. I go beyond the looks into who they are as a person. Are they high confidence or low confidence, right? So low confidence, you're going to get drama. High confidence, you're not going to get the drama, aka you're going to get someone who's more confident in who they are and they're not going to be a gold digger or dramatic or whatever. Or slice your tires. And the other thing I say to men, this, and this one people don't like, (laughs) what I think is funny, is that all women are crazy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, I get like, what? Okay, look. (laughs) All women are crazy. There's a difference between crazy and psycho. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? So psycho is the kind of girl that will slash her tires when she's mad at you. <laughs> right? <laughs> all right? But crazy, we all have a crazy side. Women have a crazy side to us. We can be emotional no matter what age, no matter how much confidence we have. We just are, can be emotional. So understanding that and being able to be with that and being able to be what I call the tree. Imagine a tree. Imagine a tree in a hurricane. Okay? Imagine. Just imagine that for a second. 
So imagine a tree and a hurricane. Imagine the tree is like flowing with the hurricane as the movement happens. I don't know if you've ever been in a hurricane. I've been in a lot of hurricanes. What's so cool about a hurricane is at the very end, literally the very, like right after the eye passes, right, depending on what side you're on, it's really calm. So beautiful. It's like this calmness comes. Okay, and that's what women are. It's like if you could just be the tree and weather the storm, there's this beauty on the other side, right? Where the upset comes in is when the tree tries to fight the hurricane. <laughs> mm-hmm. It tries to like to be a sword. It tries to fight the hurricane. I'm like, stop fighting. Be with it. And some men hear that as, what do you mean to do? Sit here and just take it? Well, is that what the tree is doing? No, the tree is actually being extremely powerful and being grounded and allowing the hurricane to be a hurricane and then allowing itself to be a tree. And then after the hurricane passes, it gets to be with the beautiful sun and the, and the, and the stars, right? So it's a really amazing um, uh, twisted thing the universe and God has done to us as women and men. But that's really a beautiful way to think about it and so when i hear men and women who are breaking up or they're going through a divorce and like she's crazy and i'm like well yeah i mean (laughs) don't get mad at that be okay with it and be a tree well i dig it you know i've heard a lot of analogies and i've heard a lot of tree analogies but that one's got to top them all on both accounts for sure i love it and there's probably a reason why my ringtone for my wife is crazy girl (laughs) <laughs> it's a different tone, but that's the only part that I hear when she calls. So I know it's my crazy girl. She's I love calling. it. <laughs> She's probably love good. It. She don't listen to my show, so I can say that. That's um, okay. I'll tell, yeah, her, no, I'll it, tell her later. There's a difference between, like I said, psycho and crazy. There really, there really is. You know, and, and you know, crazy might throw a plate at the wall, mm-hmm. right? Psycho like slashes tires. Okay, right. So yeah. there's like a big difference. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, in all of your coaching and everything you've done in both entrepreneurial and helping men get back in the game, I know you've got at least one good news story that you would be able to share with us that would really illustrate exactly what you do for these guys. Yeah. So one of my good fun stories is actually um, I went to a wedding where I'm the one who put them together. That was so much fun. It was like a little mat- mini matchmaking story and that's how kind of I got into the business um, was I was traveling the country full time um, and I traveled with four men and so it was just me and four men traveling the country so I spent these with uh, you know, breakfast lunch and dinner <laughs> right and what happened is is I they started what I call complaining after a while you spend so much time with people like there's what are you else gonna talk about right so we started talking they started complaining about their relationships she did this. She did that. Now she's mad at me about that. I don't understand. That makes no sense. She's crazy. And of course, guys do this. Like, yeah, man, she's crazy. Yeah, man, she's crazy. <laughs> screw her, man. Yeah, screw her. That's the worst thing, right? And then you just have justification to just do whatever you want. And so then finally, after a while, I'm like, no, 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 no. This is what you do, right? And I started like coaching them. And I would say, okay, this is what you do. Text her this. Call her back. When you get back, say this. What? Yeah, say that. Just say that. And then they would come back the next week. Oh my God, that worked. How did you know? How did you know that she was she was thinking that? I'm like because I'm a woman. I know when she says X, she really means like Y C Y and W and L, right? So, they, so they started asking me more and more questions. And one of the guys, um, he was a divorced man, very good looking guy, Michael. I introduced him to my girlfriend. Uh, they did like a blind date on accident kind of thing, which was really funny because I downstairs in my apartment when I first moved there, I I, I lived above a um, what do you call it? A, a a flight attendant, um, there's a ner- crash pad, a crash pad. It's all flight attendants. There's like 10 of them that live there. And so I uh, lived there, and one the one night the girls asked me out loud. So it was like now it's like 12 of us, all female, going out in uh, on town. And I called the one guy who was always really sweet to me, Michael, to, to come out. I was like, why don't you come out? I was like, going to be you and like 12 women. He's like, I'm there, right? So he's like, this is awesome. And that's where I connected them. And they're actually now married and live in Dallas. And it's awesome. But what's interesting, I was at their wedding. And it was super awesome. Because I knew that they would be a good fit, right? They just had the same uh, look on life. And they were really awesome. And so I connected them. And then I started coaching each of them during the relationship. Where there was a few times when they were getting upset at each other, right? And then I coached both of them through that process, which is super cute. Uh, that's kind of how it all started, um, it's not because I was trying to 
go out there in the world and be a dating coach on any level. It was, I traveled and spent a lot of time with men and helped them understand uh, women speak. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's interesting because a couple of years ago I was here in Austin and I was, it's very rare I speak in the dating space because it's not, there's not a lot of conferences on that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was speaking here in Austin and right before I even spoke, I hadn't spoken yet. It was a singles conference for men and women. And these three women walk right up to me and they go, we know who you are and we don't like you. I'm like, well, it's nice to meet you too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay, um, why is that? They go, we don't like what you do. You you teach men about women and you know you teach them how to, how to take advantage of us. I'm like, you obviously don't know what I do. I, right, so I just let it go and I spoke. Um, and then later on that evening, like after everything was over, I see the women in the corner and I walk over and I'm like, hi ladies. And they go, we get what you do now. I go, exactly. See, if I can help one man, think about this for a second. If I can help one man, one man on the planet, on the planet, understand women talk. I have affected at least five to six women in his life. Mom possibly sister, maybe aunt, possibly coworker, someone that works for him or with him or above him, and then wife, girlfriend, ex. I mean, we have at least six women, right? Because when you have one man understand how women think, it'll, it, totally, it totally completely helps his entire world and life. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I 100% agree with that. And, Lord, you know, I've been married 24 years. I can't say that I got it all figured out, but I got this one figured out. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, it just makes your life easier. Yeah. But sometimes what happens is what I hear at least, not all the time. I hear that men go, "Why well, don't get women?" I'm like, "Well, you better like figure it out cuz they're half the planet and like you got a mom, you probably got a sister. The worst thing is, "Oh, you're going to have a daughter. What are you going to do now?" Exactly. right? So it's like yeah. you got to like understand, not agree, just understand the other side so that you know, it helps your world. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. And thanks for what you do with that. That is really cool. Thank you. So we are going to pay it forward to our abundant leaders. You ready to do that? Yes. Outstanding. Hey, guys. Some of you may or may not know that I am a disabled veteran. I have a VA disability rating. I have arthritis. I have an airing on my C6 and C7 that causes pain in my left shoulder, down my arm, numbness in my pinky and uh, ring finger. And I've just it, the list goes on and on. But I still stay generally healthy, even though I physically can't do some of the things I've done for many years and actually enjoy doing, such as running, pull-ups, push-ups, and other things of that nature. So if you've seen some of my pictures online, you can see that I appear to be in pretty good shape. I'm not overweight, like many people that are in my situation with these similar ailments, and there's a specific reason for that. For the last six, almost seven years, I've been drinking a dense nutrition shake every single morning and sometimes twice a day. That shake is called Shakeology. I can hear the moans and groans from here because I've heard them. Oh, but that's multi-level marketing and that's network marketing. Listen, I'm not trying to get you into a network marketing business or anything of that nature. I'm trying to share something with you just like I do everything else and that is the densest nutrition shake on the market, period. I have tried others since I've tried Shakeology because I never believed in these shakes to begin with. I started it simply because I knew I was going to be able to get my money back after 30 days because of the money back guarantee. At 28 days, when I went and had my lipids done and found out that my cholesterol was absolutely perfect, I had greatly improved my PT test. I felt amazing. I simply could not take it upon myself to return the empty bag and get my money back. Here we are almost seven years later, and my entire family has been drinking Shakeology for almost seven years. I encourage you to at least give this stuff a try and learn a little bit more about it. You can see a really cute video of myself and my little guy when he was much younger at menofabundance.com forward slash shake, S-H-A-K-E. Again, that's menofabundance.com forward slash shake. Now, let's get back to the conversation. So give men of abundance one to three actionable steps that they can take today. So first stop, okay, so a couple things. Number one, I'm gonna go repeat myself a little bit, the tree. Be a tree. Now, again, 
A tree doesn't mean take the abuse. A tree really is the strong kind of person that allows the woman to be a, a, a hurricane and wait for the storm to pass. And then once the storm passes, right, then you have this beautiful person that's like gotten everything out of her system and now you get to be with who she really is. Okay, that's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, know the difference between when you're dating, like newly, look beyond just the body. I know it's hard for men, right? Look beyond just the body and the looks and listen for confidence as a person, right? Because confidence as a person and looks don't always go hand in hand. And the way you can do that is... um, Ask yourself the question. First of all, ask yourself the question based on a past relationship, like a ex, and say, does this person uh, suck energy from me or add energy to me? And that right there will give you an answer of the kind of person it is. Because a person who's of high confidence, right, adds energy. A person of low confidence sucks energy, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like they call it an energy vampire. That's a big one. And a third, well, you know, honestly, inside of being around women if they work for you if you work for women right um seeing them as powerful seeing them as um empowered already not like something they they need fixing or or saving is such a beautiful way to talk to women no matter who they are your mom sister aunt boss co-worker either way listening to them as empowered not listening to them as something someone needs to be saved is probably the best gift you can give yourself as a man excellent so what daily normally i would ask this question what daily habits make up the biggest impact in your life i would like to hear that but i would also like to hear what would you recommend to our guys to start habits to start developing in their quest for getting back in the game Writing their avatar, you've probably heard this before, I'm sure, but writing down who they want to attract. But the after, here's the key. <laughs> so you write down, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. Okay, great. Now, who are you going to be for her? Mm. Who are you, what kind of man has to have, What so what kind of man do you have to be to attract that? Right? So let me say another way in money. I want money. I want millions. I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that. Okay, great. Who do you have to be such that that money shows up? Right? right. If, you really look, if you really look at it that way, mm-hmm. it's like, so in the world of gratitude, right? Are you going to be, a, so if you want X amount of money, are you going to be, do you have to be a person of gratitude or of a person who hates money? Well, well hello. Right. Yeah. We know the answer or to that. Or afraid of money. Uh, or, yeah, there you go. Afraid of money. So what happens is we go into, I want, I want, I want, I want, but we don't look at who do we need to be to have that show up. So if you want a beautiful woman who's confident and is amazing, going to be an amazing mother and whatever your list is, right? It's like, okay, these are, this, this is this amazing woman that you want in your life and you want them to be, um, uh, committed to you and be a partner and all these great things. Great. Who do you have to be to have that show up? Absolutely. So, yeah. Very, yes. very powerful. Guys, I can't tell you, that is extremely powerful. The one side of the coin is you know, you have in your mind who you want, who you would like to date, who you would ultimately like to quote unquote take home to mom and marry and spend the rest of your life with. But are you the person that attracts that woman? That's what, exactly. you, that's, what you, that's what you need to do. I love that. Like if you saw if you saw her across the room at an event or a bar or wherever, would you say, Am I the kind of guy? that that woman would pick mm-hmm. right she's that amazing and if you're like oh no but you know she should if she does she's an idiot okay well then stop mm-hmm. <laughs> you know who do you have to be such that she looks over your way and she's attracted to that because she's looking for someone who's equal to her right and some level right and her right. partner so if are you being that kind of person that when she shows up you're ready yeah Exactly, 100%. So what are you reading or listening to that you'd recommend to our abundant leaders and why? Interestingly enough, I'm, I'm going through a spiritual, uh, sometimes I go through these phases like hardcore business or then hardcore marketing. I mean, I'm going through a hardcore spiritual side right now. So currently I'm reading the book by um, Marie Williamson, The Law of Divine Compensation and Illuminata, which is a you know very more spiritual side. Mm-hmm. 
right now. That's why I'm reading right now. Yeah, I just heard uh, Illuminata just just recently. I just heard something about that. It's a beautiful book. It's a lot about prayers and and whatnot. I'm you know it's interesting. I've never been an Oprah fan. I'm not. I'm you know. But all of a sudden, this this last like couple months, I'm constantly like watching um oprah super soul sundays you know and stuff like that she's really an amazing the one thing i've learned about from her and this is something i could take on myself and you can you think you can take on is uh watched her do a graduation speech was pretty powerful she said she has interviewed uh what was the number 3500 people was it that or 35,000? it was like something huge Mm -hmm. and if you really think about that can you imagine interviewing that many people Well, that's, right? a, that's a lot of interviews. You'd really learn, well, you would learn something about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and she's like, you know, what the thing that she sees herself as right now, she's a person who's interviewed that many people. Who else has really interviewed that much? And I think that's pretty powerful to say. And she said, through those interviews, it's how I, that I've learned who, who I am through the interview. Yeah, I can she attest to how- that 100%. I mean... Over the last year, I've had conversations for this show, so you could call them interviews. I like to have conversations, but over 130 people, and I am definitely not the man. I'm I'm definitely not the man a year ago that I am today, because of those conversations and those continued relationships in many cases. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It expands who you are. It does absolutely. So, what do you feel holds most people back from living a true life of abundance? Getting to know who they are versus who they want to be or who they think they should be, right? So for myself, I mean, um, just going back to that who I am as an entrepreneur, not everyone is an entrepreneur. It's like like I, I know someone in my life right now that has tried entrepreneurship a couple of times. This person is really good at being in corporate America. Like they're just really good at that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're good at that. They work for a big company now like Visa or something huge and they like they thrive in that environment, but because it's like sexy right now to be an entrepreneur, they keep jumping ship every now and then. They aren't right now, but like they've tried over time, and it's not that they're bad or wrong or they're they're not smart. It's just that where who are you and where do you thrive the best? Just because it's not uh, sexy right now or hot right now, you know, doesn't mean that it's not for you. Right. So that's what I that's the abundance side is that the moment you're on your right path is critical. And I'll share it from this perspective. I'll end it here. Is that um, this again, this interview I, I listened to from Oprah, she asked this spiritual teacher, she asked this beautiful question that kind of goes back to what you said. How does one know? How does one know when they're on the right path in life, the right relationship, the right business, the right whatever? It's a beautiful question. And I'm on the edge of my seat listening. You know, I'm thinking, what is she going to say? And the responser said, the interview said, oh, that's easy. When you know you're not betraying yourself to be in the relationship or in the business or in the job, then you know. But if you're in a job, in a relationship, in a whatever, and you're having to betray who you are on a core level, betray yourself on a core level, you're not on the right path. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's deep. That's what I was thinking about. That is pretty deep. So you've kind of touched on this a little bit, and I just really want to kind of bring it into one or two sentences. What does living a life of abundance mean to you? Not betraying yourself. Being authentically you. Wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) Simple, right? Yeah, it it really is. And it doesn't have to be that elaborate. and that Too many people just make it too difficult, and it really is that simple. I love it. Yes, it's just it really is that simple. And you know, going back to that, if you're welcome to check out that video, it's Oprah and Carolyn Mize. So if you want to look that up, it's a four minute video, highly awesome. And she talked about, you know, how we compromise ourselves and compromise in marriage. You know, marriage, you compromise. Okay, very different than betraying yourself. So compromise, like I want to eat at six, and he's like, I really want to eat at seven o'clock. Okay, let's do six thirty. There's compromise in relationships. But compromise is not betraying yourself, right? Betraying yourself is way deeper than that. It feels wrong. When when I was becoming, when I was trying to become a waitress, my 
couple weeks and months I did it, I really felt like I was going to throw up every time I got there. Not because I was better than the, the job. It had nothing to do with that. It was that it's just like not who I am. I really suck at it. And that's why I kept getting fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and finally, my last one, I'm like, I'm not doing that again because I really don't like doing it. I'm not good at it. I don't enjoy it. I hate it. I'm betraying myself. So... Excellent. Yeah, well, I'll look that video up and I'll have it linked up in the show notes. I'll have the video in the show notes at menofabundance.com. So we're going to close this up, Heather. I really appreciate your time and this conversation has been super fun. But what did we not talk about today that you'd like to ensure that our men of abundance get from our conversation? Ooh, um, hmm. going back to the betrayal of that is learning that when you stop betraying yourself and be authentically who you are, truly authentically who you are, not what society tells you to be, but authentically you as a man and be that tree you know you are, like that grounded, being grounded, that's the moment when life will begin to flow towards you, abundance will flow towards you, and all of a sudden that woman that you so desire will just walk up and say hi. Wonderful. Excellent. So we are going to have heatherhavenwood.com linked up in the show notes along with other links that you've provided that are here on your media page. Is there anything else that you'd like to have us linked up so that others can get in contact with you? Yes, yes, yes. My books, I'm heatherhavenwood.com forward slash Amazon. And guys, if you want to be on my newsletter about where I only talk about stuff with men and dating and confidence, that URL is datingtriggers.com. That's datingtriggers.com. Excellent. I've got that one here and I'll have that all linked up. Thank you. My pleasure. Absolutely. I'll have all that linked up in the show notes just for you and all of you listeners out there because it is great information always be looking for to grow in any way shape or form and i think this is definitely a positive way for you guys to grow so heather thanks so much i really appreciate your time aloha aloha all right guys so what do you think are women crazy (laughs) i wouldn't i wouldn't suggest you go tell your wife that let heather tell her that and uh just play that portion of the uh conversation with your girlfriend or your wife and uh, see what they think about it I would uh, love to hear their feedback, and I'm sure Heather would as well. She's a pretty strong woman, and she really knows what she's talking about. I really dig talking to people like that who are very passionate about what they do, and they're very good at what they do. So now you know what time it is. It's time for you to go out and live your life of abundance. And men, make sure you pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.